What up, everybody? I started to talk and almost. <laughs> oh, I thought that was on purpose. Hi, no. Just ah. more than once that's ah. happened to me where I start to talk and it's just gone skis. It's adorable. It's something. Yep, I think Welcome it's adorable. Welcome to our home. And the podcast. Spiritual side note 2.0. What happened to one point or OG? We blew it up. Start over. Coming back with a vengeance. <laughs> Just joking. Okay. Okay. Um, this so... is try number two for this week. Last night we sat down to our podcast mm-hmm. and our son woke up um, almost right as we were sitting down to, yeah. to begin recording. And I, w- I was trying to think, it was like an hour and 45 minutes. At least. Because I think he woke up about 8.30 and it was 10.15 when he went down. Is what I had in my head. I could be wrong. And he was like mad for like an hour of that. Like, and and then he just, just wanted to get down and play for the yeah, other Yeah, just but. wanted to play. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> Incredibly loud noise. Uh, tonight our daughter is awake still. Yeah. In her room. It's 9 o'clock for context. Yeah. She starts getting ready for bed close to 7. So she could come out at any point. Mm-hmm. Story to begin the podcast tonight. In fact, I think here she comes. Well, I just heard her door. So tonight I brought the kids home from church. Skipping out on church and again, eh? Wow. Okay. So context me. <laughs> um, our kids have been sick this week and Athelia still couldn't go in her class. So I thought, hey, I'll go home so I can hopefully listen to the service um, online, get my kids in bed. Because trying to listen to the service with your kids at the ages they're at, like in the actual service right now, would just be so disruptive. Um, so I just thought if we could be in our own space, maybe they would, you know, be a little more apt to go play while I listened, which didn't happen. Anywho, um, I'm in the kitchen after dinner and Athelia was out in the living room with Hagen. Um, Athelia is currently three and a half and has the vocabulary of a 30 year old and can do all the things, wants to be a mom, wants to hold her brother all the time. He wants nothing. He wants everything to do with her, nothing to be held by her, probably because she literally can't do it anyways. And he kind of gets that. And he's a year and a half, um, so I feel like he's always wanting to help her brother, even if I'm like. <laughs> it sounded like Athelia just dropped a book on the floor. Sorry. Yeah, or jumped off of something because that's what she loves to Has do. Has happened before. Yeah. Um, so I hear a big thump, like we just heard, and then crying. I said, Athelia, what's going on? Because I had the sermon on and I had water running. Um, and she like said something, but I couldn't really understand. So I walked into the living room to Hagen laying on the floor. And I said, Athelia, what happened? And she's like kind of standing over him. She's like, well, I put him up there and he just went boom. She had somehow picked up her brother or not. Cause I said, honey, you cannot pick him up. I didn't. I just helped him up there and somehow got him on the ottoman. And he just, I, I don't know, went to walk off. I'm not sure what <laughs> But went boom. That's but what we do boom. now. <laughs> but just the like, I don't know. I put him up there and he went boom. Well, yeah, that's like a foot and a half, two feet off of the floor. <laughs> he has no spatial awareness. I was like, baby, he's not aware. Why? <laughs> well, actually, you're really not aware either, but you're more aware than he is. Because um, he's just prone to like 
doing things like that, you know, at this age. She just kind of looked at me like, okay. And I was like, baby, you can't do that again. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I just love the way that you, you told me earlier. <laughs> I put him up there and he went boom. Like, you're just so <laughs> It was. It was so matter of fact. Put him up there and he went boom. So good. I was like, baby, you can't pick him up. I didn't. I just helped him. <laughs> I just I just helped him. I did not pick him up. Yeah. So That's then I picked him up and asked if something hurt, and he shook his head yes. And I squeezed his arms, and I said, does that hurt? And he shook his head yes, like for everything that I touched. And I was like, oh, okay, I think we're just going to go to bed. Because Hagen says yes to everything right now. Yeah. Or no to everything. Like, it's yeah. not. Yeah, he's hilarious. Anyways, that's my uh, very recent child story. Yeah. We love being parents. Yeah, we do. They are truly fantastic. They are. They're so much fun. I have a good time with them. Uh, But this week, which Uh, I say this week, that um, like we've been doing podcasts every week. It's been a few weeks. Yeah. Why is that? um, Schedules have been a little bit crazy. Um, mostly mine. I, uh, we had our middle school and high school winter retreats back to back. Um, and then there's something the week before them. I can't remember. Um, it might've just been my schedule prepping for the first one, but, uh, anyway, so it's been a little bit hard to kind of sync up, um, to still allow us to have like date night, but then also reserve time for a podcast. And so, um, just trying to build that back in. And so, we are kind of back to a normal rhythm this week, so that'll feel good um, and be able to jump back in. So welcome back since it's been a couple of weeks. And this week we are going to be talking uh, about a verse from John thirteen thirty five. So if you, if you got your Bibles or your phones, um, you can go ahead and turn there now. Um, but I will be reading them or reading it so you can listen along. Uh, in John thirteen thirty five, it says, By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Now, uh, this passage is really interesting and unique um, in Jesus kind of outlining some different things with the disciples. I believe right before that, he's coming out of like, I'm going to a place and you can't follow me right now. Um, yeah, I'm still with you a little longer. You'll look for me where I'm going. You cannot come. Um, so he's basically saying like, look, I'm going to leave. And one of the things that you need to know is that people are going to see God's love. They're going to see me, um, through the way that you love each other. Um, the way that you love and care for each other will be the reflection of my love. Um, and that will be kind of this window or this picture into, into the love of God for those who are watching. Um, and so tonight we want to talk about what, what does that look like? What does it mean to, to love our brothers and sisters in Christ and within the context of the family of God? And so we're just going to talk about that because it's not always easy or fun, just like it's not always easy or fun to love um, anybody. But we just wanted to have a conversation about that. Do you want to share anything or you want me to just keep, keep talking? Um, I mean, I'll just be super honest because I think... Sometimes, whether it's people listening to the podcast who don't know us or um, someone who does know me personally or goes to the church where I'm a pastor, and I'm specifically talking about me because people have said this to me, but I think people often think this of people in ministry in general, that if you're a pastor, you like know all the things Mm. and like all the answers or like, I don't know the Bible as well as you do. 
Um, Y'all, I didn't know that's what this passage meant until tonight. Like I thought when Jesus said, you'll, the world will know that you're my disciple if you love one another. Like in my head, that meant like one person to another. I didn't know that meant like within the body of Christ. So I'm very freshly chewing on like what that means. Um, and I think it's powerful because Jesus obviously said it that way for a reason. So yeah, that was just a full disclosure. Like I don't know everything. I have a major in biblical literature and still misread or misunderstand things. And I think that's one of the reasons it's important to have these conversations so that we're constantly learning and growing and recognizing where we haven't understood something before, where God is like taking blinders off or taking us deeper. So yeah, yeah that was just a kind of trying to level with people thing I wanted to say. That's good. Well, and even like when Haley and I were talking about that before we started recording, like she was like, well, why does it matter? Like if we love inside the family of God or we love people who don't know Jesus. Um, And I think that's even, so even before we get to like, how do we love? Like that's even a good thing to chew on. Like why, Mm -hmm. why is it important that we love inside the family? And um, ultimately we don't know. We're just can only speculate. Um, but I really wondered if it has to do with the idea that like sometimes loving those you're closest to, like loving your own family can sometimes be harder because like, mm. you know, each other so well, you get on each other's nerves and whatnot. But when there's this true, like selflessness and servant heartedness and because love is a choice, not a feeling like to choose every day to love those that you're super close with. Um, I think that that's just a testament. And the other thing that I've, just noticed was it feels like we we were seeing a lot of the fruits of the opposite of that, um, mm-hmm. specifically on social media, where we're seeing Christians um, just blow each other up on social media, um, eviscerating each other and just like mean, nasty um, stuff. Um, really over the last like 10, 15 years where we've been seeing that and the world sees that and they're like, man, aren't you supposed to be Christians and like all about loving the world and you can't even love each other where it just, I just wonder if that has a piece to it where it's like the opposite has such a negative reflection on who God Mm -hmm. is when really it's a negative reflection on our humanity and that we're not perfect and we're, we're sinful beings and we operate in the flesh too much. But, um, but it's a, we, because of, we are all image bearers and we are children of God. When we take on that name Christian, like it matters how we, act and and how we portray the love of God to the world around us. So those are just kind of my initial thoughts as to maybe why that it is more crucial or mm-hmm. why Jesus said that. Because um, I really haven't done like a deep dive into this passage or a word study or anything into into John 13. That's just my my initial speculation of it. I mean, it makes sense even thinking. Why, thank you. You're welcome. Um, Even thinking through like a conversation I recently had with someone whose home life is not great. Mm. She said, I was wondering if I could spend some time with your family so that I can see a healthy marriage and a healthy family. Like there was something important about watching the opposite of what she has seen. Mm -hmm. Um, And that came up in my memory as you were talking about this before we started like there is something important about there being a healthy family and if we claim to be a family and this is I think just written into humanity that we're made 
communally and familially. We don't always act that way as a culture anymore, but like so many other countries and cultures. Um, and even I would say like groups of people within the United States, whether that's like a, a town here or a city there or um, an ethnicity or a pocket of the country, I'm not entirely sure, but are more familial based where mm. you take care of your family. That's mm. what you do. Um, like I feel like when we went to Italy, it was very much that way. Like you yeah. could have multi-generations in the home. You take care of one another. Yeah. Um, that That's a part of what you do is blood. Um, and when you become a part of the family of God, in the culture this would have been written into, which I think is for all people, whether or not we live this way, is that like you're a family and you take care of one another. Um, and even after the church first began, that was a part of what they did because they were so persecuted, they wouldn't have been able to buy or sell, um, at least not very much. Um, they wouldn't have been able to really provide for themselves if they were believers. So the believers started selling their possessions to be able to take care of each other because not everyone could do that. And some believers would have had more money or more possessions or more assets to be able to help other people. And they all became one to take care of each other because really to live like it's all about me is the very opposite of what Christ came to do. So taking care of each other makes a lot of sense. Like loving one another, loving your brother, loving your neighbor, loving the person that's hardest to love in some senses because you know them the best and they do can often be the ones that hurt you the most or at least hurt you most often because you are like more comfortable in that space. Or honestly, I thought of duplicity as well. Like it's super easy to go out into the world. I don't even want to say easy. It's easier to go out into the world and to put on a face for Mm. a short period of time. Who you are behind closed doors is who you really are. Mm. Who you are when no one is watching is who you really are. And I think somehow intrinsically, not somehow, but I think God, speaks this into us we know that like who someone really is when no one else is watching or when it's just me and you for a long period of time and i'm seeing you in like the tough spots or i think about this when i go overseas with people and you're in an unfamiliar Hmm. place where all the stressors are high who's gonna really come out in that moment is a portion of who you really are um or at least how you've learned to handle life maybe not who God has made you to be but the belief systems that you operate in the lies you believe the stressors you allow to to trigger things where like in those triggering moments where do you turn what happens are you graceful and peaceful and patient and kind are you repentant when you don't do those things well um or are you manipulative and controlling and aggressive and uh passive and selfish like I just think all of those things that happen when you spend a lot of time with people are the evidence of what people see about about who you really are, about how you act, what you really believe, because what we really believe is what comes out and what yeah. we say and do outside of like a, a highlight reel moment when I'm at church or when I'm with my friends for a short period of time. Um, and I've just talked to so many people who are like, yeah, my spouse or this friend or whatever, like they're so different when they're out there. And then when they're home or when they're with me, this is what they're saying. Like that's not the same person. Um, So I think the fact that like Jesus is saying, like the world will see that you're truly my disciples by how you actually love each other is profound because sometimes our family is definitely the hardest, hardest portion to love. 
Mm-hmm. I think sometimes even like in the, well, you already know Jesus, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that should actually like bind us closer yeah. and deeper. Um, then we'll go ahead and fend for yourself. Yeah. But I would say not even just on social media have we been berating each other, but the amount of hate mail that even our pastoral leadership got over COVID from within the body mm-hmm. was just like profound to me. Like yeah. the amount of persecution the church faced from the church is something I didn't expect. Yeah. Um, so much infighting. Yeah. 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 A lot of like making it about me or like there's this one right way and or this one right way and neither one of those was biblical. Mm-hmm. It was just a an opinion and we were dying on hills that Jesus didn't die on. Um that shows the world our true colors, not who Jesus is, but our true colors. Um yeah, and I guess I'd be like, well, why would I want to be a part of that family? <laughs> well, really, you want to be a part of that family for Jesus, right? When you get to really know Jesus, like he's what you want a part of and learning to love like him. But yeah, anyway, those are just a lot of the random thoughts that are flooding through my head is as I'm like freshly learning what this passage said. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I was not yawning because of what you said, because what you said is really good. Um, Boring. Not at all. Um, Okay. So how do we, what does it mean to to love one another? I think a lot of times we talk about love in the context of loving everyone and just kind of just this generalized thing, or we talk about love in like relationships, like dating, marriage type relationships. Um, but what does it look like to love a, a brother or sister? What does it practically look like? Um, so if I just even go like biblically, I think love is not just a, um, what's the word I want to say? An approval of all things. Mm-hmm. Like it's an acceptance within the family. Like anyone is welcome. Um, God's gift is for all people. Mm-hmm. But the... Love of God is truth and grace, so it's fully accepting people as they are where they are, extending grace and forgiveness, or even looking um, in the Old Testament at how God called his people to not make slaves of the Israelites. Like, do not enslave your own people. Like, Mm -hmm. treat them as brothers. Um, Don't lend money and charge interest to your brother, another Israelite. Um, and then I can't remember if it was Old Testament or New Testament, but lend expecting nothing in return. Like give, basically give extravagantly, knowing that God will take care of you, but not like keeping things for yourself and like creating these pockets of like protection, whether that's emotionally or physically or mentally, um, spiritually in ways that would be like, well, I'm going to physically hold myself off at home because I'm going to be tired if I spend too much time with people or I'm going to emotionally shut down so that I'm not hurt by someone. So I think part of loving people is inviting them in, um, seeking to show hospitality, which is also biblical, like inviting people into your space, like your home, but also into your heart. And that doesn't mean sharing all things with all people all the time, but it's being vulnerable about like, this is my story. These are the things I, I do struggle with. I'm not going to pretend and be duplicitous that I'm like perfect. Um, so when you enter someone's home, that's actually a huge honor, mm-hmm. but it's also a place where, where you can see what they really 
actually live like potentially, right? Uh, You can walk into someone's home and see how they keep their stuff when they don't know someone's coming over, right? Just like go randomly knock on someone's (laughs) door. People don't like, people hate that. (laughs) People don't do that these days. Um, because we immediately, at least I have felt this before, get this surge of like, but my house isn't cleaned up. Well, like most people don't care, but you care. You've been taught to care about the front you put on. So I think loving people invites them into the spaces where you just are. Yeah. Um, and, and gives them an opportunity to be who they just are. And it creates space for conversation and for um, the hospitality of love, not just in the grace being extended and forgiveness being extended in the way it's been extended to us. Um, and not judging, like judge, lest you be judge, not lest you be judged and have mercy as God has, has, has had mercy on you. But it's also keeping your brothers and sisters accountable to what God's word says and yeah. calling them up into things and calling them out when they're not doing those things and not any judgment, like, what are you doing? That's stupid. But a Hey, like, I love you. And this is what, this is what we're called to you yeah. and me, brothers, yeah. sisters, um, and being okay doing that. And then like, I would say love is even the boundaries that are like, Hey, I'm, I'm calling you up, calling you out. And when that doesn't happen, you take someone else with you. And when that doesn't happen, you know, if the Mm. issues are uh, fit within this category, um, but then bringing more people. So there's, there's an extension of the family too that loves well, where Mm. actually we care enough about you and protecting the rest of the family. We can't let you keep doing what you're doing. Um, specifically this is like within the church. Yeah. Right. Um, so I just, I think love is this, like, here's my home, my heart, my life. Like you are welcome into these spaces. Um, but also I'm going to call you up and call you out and that might be uncomfortable. It's doing uncomfortable things. Mm -hmm. Um, accepting accountability, praying for one another, helping to provide for each other, caring for widows and orphans and, um, The poor, is that right? You talk about the change. Widows, the orphan, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, well, sometimes it's widows, or, orphans, and p- the poor. Sometimes it's widows, orphans, and the imprisoned. Mm, yes. So it's like intentionally seeking those people out that Jesus has like specifically mentioned, or God has specifically mentioned in His Word. You know, like yeah. go do these things. Or Jesus even, I think, generalizes even more when He says, "Anything you have done for the least of these, yeah. you've done for me." Yeah. So just anybody who <clears throat> has been marginalized or mm-hmm. considered kind of the least of society, yeah, um, which I would tend to say would be homeless, orphan, um, impoverished, imprisoned. Yeah. People on the outskirts. Yeah. Well, and I think a part of loving too is intentionally seeking ways to serve and not mm-hmm. to be served. Yeah. So serving within the church walls, serving in your community, because um, that community and those church walls includes people within the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. But even like lately, I've just felt really put on my heart, like moms or families who are going through difficult things, just offering to take them a meal or not even asking, just doing it. Mm-hmm. Um so that it's something that they don't have to worry about or, um, so yeah, I, I'm learning that like love is just doing it and not being like, Hey, do you want this? Cause a lot of people have a hard time mm-hmm. accepting yeah. the help or the love and just giving it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That's good. Almost like this boldness to just say, I'm going to choose to do the loving thing mm-hmm. that even cause you don't want somebody to reject it. And, and there might be times where it's like, 
oh, I don't want to offend or intrude mm-hmm. on their space or whatnot, but like dropping a meal off on someone's porch mm-hmm. doesn't really like just make sure it can sit outside for a while in case they're not home or whatever. Like, yeah. but like that's not really intruding. I know we don't do that as a culture or society, but like doing those things or if it's like, um, I don't know, fixing something, just being like, Hey, I'm, I have the ability to fix that. I'm going to come over to your house when works for you this mm-hmm. week or whatever. Like almost just this like boldness of like, no, I'm going to serve you in this way. Um, and it doesn't have to have to be forceful, but just, um, in a loving servant hearted way of like, no, I'm going to take the step because yeah. people have such a hard time accepting that because it, <clears throat> we're not a shame culture, but we act ashamed when mm. we need help. Um, or when it's just nice to have help. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think of like something, I mean, I would say it's kind of big for us, but like with some <clears> of <throat> the remodel stuff that we've done and in our, on our first floor, like there's some things like, yeah, we could do, but yeah, if somebody was like good at it, it was like, oh yeah, I'll come help you one night. Like that would, one, it would feel so awesome. But two, like, it would actually motivate me, like, oh, somebody's coming and they're going to to be a part of this and join in doing it with us and alongside it. Like, I don't know. I feel like it just adds, there's just an extra layer of, like, we're in this together type of thing. Um, well, and really giving beautiful. someone the opportunity to help, I think, opens up the opportunity mm. for God to bless that person. Yeah. Even if you're not making it about you, yep. it gives them the space to receive yeah. a blessing and that might not be financially and don't hear this as like a God will bless you with all the things you want. Like yeah. he might bless you with peace or mm-hmm. this like depth in relationship with him because you, this person, I'm speaking in two different um, things. If you were the one that God said, go do this and help them. Um, I think he would honor you even if you offered and they said no, Yeah, but the obedience in that like provides the blessing of mm-hmm whether that's peace or learning to hear his voice more because I obeyed and that opened up this space and allowed him into this part. Like there's just the part of like not only serving, but allowing people to serve you Mm -hmm. because God wants to use the body, Mm -hmm. like not just you. Yeah. Yeah. I think another thing for me is I'm trying, not trying. I've been as of late using the word ministry. Um, Because like, so serving almost has this connotation nowadays where it's like we have service projects Mm -hmm. or especially in church culture, it's like I'm serving at this service at this time or for this event at church or whatever. But like when I'm not serving um, on a project or doing something, ministry still happens. Mm -hmm. So like I can actually serve by the actual definition of like putting somebody else first and coming alongside them. Um, I can serve somebody by just having a conversation or, um, just genuinely showing them kindness Mm -hmm. and love, um, by holding a door open or helping them lift something that looks heavy into their car. Um, and, uh, so this idea of ministry, like ministry doesn't stop just because like I'm not serving at the church or for us, like work, we work at the church. Right. So like, but, like, outside of that, ministry still happens. So, like, just trying to mm-hmm. redefine, like, I can be um, I can be on mission and be participating in the ministry that God has for me while I'm buying my groceries. Yeah. And so, like, just trying to redefine that word for me. Because, like, <clears throat> again, especially for those working in the church, like, I'd heard in college and growing up, like, 
you have to protect your family time and um, and you, you have to be cautious of like not just doing everything for work and whatnot. And I 100% believe that that is true. Um, but like there's a difference between not answering a question about my job and being in ministry with somebody mm-hmm. that I love and care for. Like if somebody texts me on my day off and it's like, hey, uh, having a problem with my car, would you be willing to come pull me out or whatever, give me a ride somewhere. Like there's a small part of me that almost feels like ingrained, like from college and going and training to be a pastor. That's like, no, it's your day off. You're supposed to say no. Like you're supposed, you can't, you know, if they're uh, somebody in your church or whatever. I'm like, no, but that's just like ministry. That's just like doing the work that God has for us. Um, and so, I don't know, I've just been redefining that, I feel like, a little bit as of late of what does just ministry, and like you said, opening up your home and inviting people in, like, what does just life, living life of ministry actually look like for mm-hmm. for me personally, but for us as a family? Because obviously, my life is our life. Um, and even recently, a big thing for me is I'm going to start coaching JV baseball. Um, and like, to me, that's like, that's a big deal, because that's a big... Um, imposing piece to the schedule um but it's like to our schedule you mean yes yeah yeah but like that's ministry like if, if i treat it that way which i think we can enter into anything we do as christ followers we can enter into it with a sacred mindset and so like i'm just like man that's that's going to be ministry for me and that's like it's a sacrifice of some family time but like it's for ministry and so yeah well, and it shows our kids what it looks like to love and serve. Yeah. And and as you're talking, like, the overarching theme I've been thinking about is time. Like, loving people looks like giving up your mm. time. Yeah. Like, we're so busy. Mm. We're so Our schedules are so full of what we want to fill it with or what will make us feel important. Mm-hmm. And we feel interrupted when relational things, like, pop up or when I'm going through Meyer and I don't want to say hello, like, Man, Jesus just always had time. Mm-hmm. He was not rushed. He was not driven. He was purposeful and mm-hmm. slow. Like, took him days to get somewhere that should have taken him four hours. And I, I say should have as in, like, that's what we'd be like, come on, come on, we got to go. We got to go raise that girl up from the dead or whatever. Or from being sick and now she's dead. Like, forget it. Jesus is knowing exactly every moment what he's what he's doing and knowing that God is all the time. Um, and that's radically, it's affecting my entire life. The outlook that I have, the acceptance of the time in my life that I have, that I have been given that every day has been written in God's book, but also the, like the way I love people because they're not interruptions. They are Mm -hmm. the mission, like Mm -hmm. to love people well. Um, and not even they are the mission, but like, are what we're doing is the mission. Yeah, sorry, I don't mean to. Um, yeah, no, not, yeah. I, now may, that you're I like made them into something. Yes, right, right. Yeah, that's you're not what saying I'm that. not trying to say. Correct. Yeah, but you're right. <clears throat> that doing that is. It's what we're called to. Yeah, yeah. it's what we're called to. Yeah. And, and I feel like one of the reasons we push back against that is because of the enemy. Mm. He doesn't want us to step into that place. And when we do, even if I'm tired and I've worked outside, let's say with someone for six hours on something, I come home filled and rested in a totally different kind of way. I might be zonked physically or have a sunburn or like sore the next day or 
um, more, more accurately in my position, it's having conversations mm. that could last hours or days or um, just emotionally are super stretching. But I come home restored mm. because God literally is surging through me, giving mm. me exactly what I need. And I think sometimes we, we do this like more tangibly financially in our culture, but like I'm going to save all this to like uh, prevent X, Y, and Z from happening in the future, mm. right? But I think we try to do that with almost everything. I'm going to protect my time so I can do what I want to do or so that I'm not tired or so that um, dot, 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 I can have the, the family outside of ministry I want to have like in this dream that I've created when really if we just surrendered all of that, mm. so much of it looks like being open and hospitable yeah. and saying no to things we might usually say yes to and vice versa when we're saying yes to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually fills us instead of depleting us. When, when we try to fill ourselves, we actually end up depleted, giving yeah. out of nothing. I might have like more sleep, maybe, but my spirit is dry, you mm-hmm. know, something like that, that when yeah. I'm living according to his time, I'm just feeling full. Mm-hmm. And please hear us. Neither one of us is saying do all the things. No. Um, if anything, very, do less. Yeah, we're very <laughs> much like boundaries and our culture is so busy um, trying to do all the things. Mm-hmm. This is just more like do them better <laughs> or do them differently. The way that's like this image kind of popped in my head the last couple of days of like, I don't want to do th- like there's things in my life I want to change. I want to be better at. I want to do better. I don't want to run faster. Like mm-hmm. the world keeps saying, like, run faster so you can do more. But I was like, I want to stop when I walk. So I'm not looking to run faster. I just want to make an indent in the ground every time I take a step. And not for me, but truly, like, I want everything I do to be intentional, to have an effect, like, that people feel loved and seen or that, like, um, just this idea of like, man, every time I do something, I do it with such intentionality that it's not, oh, I'm just trying to do all the things, mm-hmm. but it's like, no, that I'm doing the less or, or the same amount. I'm just doing them really well and not for excellence. Not so, not like, oh, I want to go from doing them 85% to 95%, but like, cause it's not about a scale or a grade. I just like, I just want to do them in a way that is um, purposeful. Um, so that's just been kind of the image mm-hmm. in my head of like, not, I, I don't need to run faster. It's no. not like, as I'm thinking about all these things I need to change or do differently in my life, it's not that I need to add them. I don't have to run faster to, to add things to my life. It's just, I got to get better at the things that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and being more pur- again, purposeful, sometimes efficient, sure. But, um, really just intentional and purposeful with the things that I am doing. And it's funny you say what you did about Jesus, that he always had time for people. Our pastor who was preaching at night um, said that very same thing. And he was just like, I just believe that Jesus was slow, that just everything he did was was slow. Just yeah. utter patience, no rush, just time for for anybody. And, and I, I love the verses where he's going off to be by himself and then he sees the crowd and he turns to them Mm -hmm. specifically the one where it says that um, he says they look like um, sheep without a shepherd um, and he had compassion on them Um, just the idea of like people it's all about how we love people Mm -hmm. um oh shucks before you said that 
Oh, you had a really good thought that I interrupted. Yeah. Sorry. Well, you didn't interrupt it. I didn't get to start, so you didn't interrupt it. You're talking about intention. Oh, I was just thinking of like tangible like takeaways being hmm. um, for Shay and I to be doing things like better. It looks like doing less of the stuff our flesh wants to do. If I'm hmm. honest, like staying up to watch a TV show, which we actually went through a season of doing really good about like not doing that mm-hmm. and kind of entered back into randomly doing that or just staying up too late doing yeah. things that um, I would say we weren't necessarily at peace with. We were just doing them. Mm-hmm. So like going to bed at an early enough time that we can wake up early, hopefully prayerfully before the children um, to be in, in the word. And then um, that at least for me begins to orient my day in such a way where I'm st- starting with him and his time Mm -hmm. and then asking him throughout the whole day, first of all, to remind me to ask him this, but then to ask like, what do you want me to do today? Mm. And having like maybe somewhat of a plan, like I I have meetings in place or I know I need to work on this sermon or do that thing or drop my kids off at childcare or pick them up, like whatever that might be. But knowing um, that my hand is open in that, like, Lord willing, these things will happen, but show me where you want me to be. Show me what you want me to do. Um, and sometimes that's just saying a hard no to things, like fasting from things, not just food, but like getting off social media. We waste so much time scrolling through social media as a culture, as a world. Um, we're, I think, literally wa- wasting thousands and thousands and thousands of powerful hours mm-hmm. comparing ourselves and doing nothing. Like mm-hmm. we are actually doing nothing except creating these neural pathways that compare us to others, create discontentment, and heighten all these anxious, fearful, horrible things that we're saying and doing to each other. Um, when we could be out making someone a meal and giving it to them, we'd spend far less time doing that, but actually receive more life from it. And again, like this is not a call to like fill your calendar, but asking God how he wants to fill your time and being okay when that's interrupted. And our kids are one of the best examples of this for me. Like Mm. it can be so easy for me to want to like rush through, like I'll make dinner, but Athelia always wants to help. Um, But it's easy for me to say no to that because I don't want to clean up an extra mess or I want it to get, I want to get done faster for no other reason than I want to get it done faster. Like, I don't know. It's just been programmed into me. So it's intentionally lately letting her help with things, letting mm-hmm. it take a long time, letting messes happen and not getting frustrated about that. Um, because we're actually instilling into her how to do things on her own. Because if I do them all, she'll never learn. And then I'll be frustrated. She doesn't know how to tie her shoes <laughs> when she's 10. You know, things like that that are, um, we want to do all the things so fast, more, better, different, faster. Instead of just slow, intentional, well, and I, I think I mentioned this in an earlier podcast. If not, I talked about it in a conversation where um, one of the books I read, actually the book I think Ryan was preaching some of his stuff from tonight, or at least where the thoughts came from, was The Rest of God by Mark Buchanan. And Ryan's the one that read me a chapter on Jesus being purposeful instead of driven. Mm-hmm. That's when I bought the book. So I listened to part of the sermon tonight and heard him say that part, which is why I said what I said about Jesus Mm. having all the time. Um, But that same author in that same book talked about how um, he's never heard of anyone getting to the end of their life wishing they had done more. Like, as in, I wish I would have just been at the office more and accomplished all of these things or wasted more time. Like, 
I wish they would have created more memories with their family and been more present. You know, like just when when life is coming to an end, we realize what's really important. And living every day like that's happening because we don't know when our last day is. Like what's really important is not me like accomplishing all the things that will make me feel good, like getting the laundry done and whatever, but making memories with my kids. And my kids love folding laundry. They're not good at it, really. Like in the way that I put laundry away, but they're helping and they're learning and they're learning how to serve me and to serve us so that they're learning how to serve other people. Like it's all, when it's surrendered, there's just a lot of power Hmm. in giving our time intentionally over to Jesus every day, asking him, what do you want me to do? Um, and it will feel countercultural, and it will maybe make you feel crazy, but there's huge blessing in doing mm. it. Yeah. So um, that was very long-winded and lots of bunny trails. Uh, I like to talk. Rabbit trails. Same thing. Mm, bunny and rabbit are technically two different things. Yeah, bunny is just a cute rabbit. Oh, okay. That's all <laughs> it is. Sorry. Right. Haley's wow. choking on her tea over here. <laughs> Anywho. Anything, any last thoughts? No, I will be done. Okay. You don't have to be. No, I'm not. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in this week. It's good to be back. Good to talk to you again. Yeah. We don't talk. I miss you guys. Podcast, so. No, miss talk talking to you. At you. I mean, oh. talking to you, Haley. Oh, you're talking to me? Yeah, we don't talk unless we record podcasts, so it's good to have this conversation. Oh, right. This is the only time we chat. And that joke went flat so fast. Anyways, I'm all right. I'm sorry I missed it. Thanks, everybody. Hope you have a good week. (laughs) Love people well. (laughs) Goodbye.